It's Cecilia. And Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out. Or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. Oh my gosh, you started it. <laughs> I'm over here like, okay, I'm ready when you are. <laughs> She's like bouncing on a ball. I am. I'm on one of my little birthing balls. They're so comfy. <laughs> so anyways, guys, good morning. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Why am I like sweating right now and feeling awkward? God, you're going to start making me sweat and we're like doing this over distance. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You know, when like you see someone sneeze and then you feel like you need to sneeze, even or though they yawn. It's a yawn. Oh, wait, That's just kidding. Why is. am I talking about sneezing? Like, it's sneezing. totally. I don't yawn. know about that. <laughs> but it's definitely yawns. But I wonder. You know, it would be funny to look at. Is mm-hmm. are people statistically yawning less now that you can't see other people yawn in public? <laughs> This is the kind of stuff that goes through my brain. I don't know, but I don't really yawn as much with a mask on because then you just suck up your mask. You're like... (laughs) Yeah, but I always, like, push the mask up against my mouth and do weird stuff. Oh, I just straight up lower it and... (laughs) And sneeze and yawn. You guys think I'm about to sneeze with a mask on? Like, that's literally disgusting. That's worse than just... Wait, every time I sneeze, I... I'm literally about to get put in jail after saying this now. <laughs> the coppers are coming gonna for you. For They're going to like trace back your address from like. <laughs> we saw you were in California and you didn't socially quarant- or distance or quarantine and you're sneezing with a mask off. Like a $900 uh, three, some, some like, I don't know, quantity of $300 fine. Yeah. It's like 300, 600, 900. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, it depends on each place. And I'd probably get like double or tripled because I did more than one thing wrong. So, <laughs> so I'd just be Dude, they didn't teach me this in college. How am I, I supposed to know? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking if no one had news, yeah. like if they didn't have TV or internet and they lived in the middle of nowhere, they would have no idea this is going on. Amish people, dude. They're probably living oh, yeah. their best lives right now. Like, yeah. they're probably chilling. I'm throwing our like, TV out device. Bye, guys. Instagram's over. I'm, I'm running over it with yeah, my right. car. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm looking out my window. There's this um, clothing boutique store, and these girls were, like, peeping in the window. And I don't know. It's weird. But I can see what everyone's doing. They just don't know I'm up here. It's kind of great. <laughs> you're so creepy. I know. Okay, we need to talk about this topic today. This topic Megan, of, we talked about boys already, so now we gotta talk about girls. I'm kidding, that just that didn't come out right. <laughs> now we're gonna talk really about girl relationship. That doesn't sound good either. <laughs> okay, neither of that sounds good. Neither <laughs> Okay. Female girlfriend. Female friendships. There we go. Adele. Wow. I literally could have said girlfriends. 
We have it written down. As We're going to talk about girlfriends today because they're tough sometimes. <laughs> wait, first we got. Wait, I'm I sorry. can't hear you. I mean, wait, you can't hear oh, me. Wait, I, can hear I can hear you. Okay, hear we got to pull it together first. <laughs> Megan, what's your heck yes? Okay, my heck yes, you guys, is sliced tomatoes. Ew, Cece. Oh, sorry, I didn't let you answer. You like Pop-Tarts with melted butter on them, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Sliced tomatoes with garlic on them. And it is, it's so good. Like, it's it's literally called Laurie's Garlic Salt Ground with Parsley. It's so good. Wait. It's the best. It's a seasoning that you just put on tomatoes? What? It's just a seasoning seasoning. that you put on tomatoes? Literally, you just... You just slice the tomato, and you put the seasoning on the tomato, and then you eat the tomato slices. Okay. I wish – that sounds good, but I wish I was a tomato gal. I'm not a picky eater. I'll eat tomatoes on a salad, on some – I don't know. Uh, what is the thing where it's like a balsamic with some um, olive oil oh, and – mozzarella? Yeah. And spinach and stuff? Uh, caprice. Why can't I caprice. I'll. I'm a caprice gal. I'll do tomato on a burger. But the minute it's just popping cherry tomatoes in your mouth or just eating chunks of tomatoes, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I want you know to. I want crazy. to be that girl. Do you hear my dog? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Great. He's making an appearance on every single one now at this point, so we should make it a record. Um, so, no, the thing is, though, about these tomatoes is that most people that don't like tomatoes will try this, and they will like this snack. So you need to try it. I will try a buttered Pop-Tart if you try a tomato with seasoning. <laughs> okay, but okay. so everyone knows what seasoning we're talking about. Can you put a picture of the seasoning on yes. our promo graphic? Yes. That'll be on our okay. promo graphic so that everyone can experience this. I'll put a tomato next to it too, just so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe put that on your Amazon store question mark. <laughs> <laughs> put it on Meg's favorite snacks just to see. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. That's yep. a healthy snack though. I'm such a garlic gal. Garlic on anything and everything. Hold on. Oh, Hold on. What? Babe. Avery. I am recording a podcast. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what is he watching? You didn't turn it. Okay, I'm shutting the door. I don't know, dude. He literally what walked in. <laughs> what the frick, Avery? <sighs> All righty. So now that we All not right. only have Mo, but we also have my husband. <laughs> Okay. Heck, okay, yes, so, heck yes to okay. So you know, Bath and Body Works. We all know that. Oh, yes, love. So they had a sale on their three wick candles. They had ten dollars off their candles. When yeah, it just ended yesterday. What the crap, sis? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Michael and I went in there because um okay. Michael's like, you smell bad. I'm like, I literally wear the same. 
I know. But he was like, I'm sorry. And he's like, I just don't like the scent of your deodorant or maybe it's your perfume. So I had him come in my room. I was like, smell everything I use. He's like, I don't know. It seems like a little bit old lady-ish. And so I give him- Avery's told me that too. I'm like, what do you mean? I know. I'm like, what? So this $130 Joe Malone Wild Bluebell perfume isn't enough for you? It's not like a grandma. What's wrong with grandmas? She used Wild Bluebell at the royal wedding. What else do you want from me? (laughs) All he knows is he's not like a grandma. So I know. And so I'm like, fine. Let's go to Bath and Body Works on Saturday. So we go. And I'm like, Fine, pick out a perfume. <laughs> so I don't, I don't pick out another grandma one. <laughs> I know, apparently. And so I got this new deodorant. It was like eucalyptus, whatever. And I got home. I realized twelve. it was $12. I was wondering why the heck it was $12. Turns out it's natural deodorant. Like, I want antiperspirant plus deodorant. Not Anyways, whatever. Yeah. It smells good. And then... I got um, a beautiful day scent from Bath and Body Works, which is so nostalgic for me because I used to wear that in like the sixth grade and then they discontinued it and now they brought it back and he was like, you should get this one. And I was like, okay. So anyways, they have these three wick candles and you know, like their, I don't know, aromatherapy line. Yes. And it's like the classier looking stuff. Okay. So they have that stress relief scent. Yes, they have that in a oil too. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. So I'm I got really that- so mad at you right now that you didn't tell me this. I'm sorry. I'll sorry. tell you. <laughs> what are you doing? Get their app. app. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then you get points and stuff. Also. Okay. Anyways. So. I get that one. And honestly, if something says stress relief, I automatically feel less stressed. If yep. it says it's going to give your energy, I automatically feel like I have more energy. I don't yep. care if any, nothing has to change it. It's <laughs> primarily placebo. Okay. Yep. yep. But I do love a eucalyptus. I love a mahogany teak wood. Ooh, that um, good. Yeah. Yeah. So I got an apple scented one for the fall. Oh my God. I'm literally going to say that's going to smell so good in the fall. I know because all the trees are going to be so pretty. (laughs) Okay. Epitome of like basic girl is us talking about bath and body (laughs) candles and imagine how pretty trees leaves are going to be in in 3 months i hope they're pretty here or three months. okay did you, did you end up getting the stress relief one though oh yeah it's latin right now it's lit oh you feeling real peaceful real zen like mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm feeling very zen like that's so nice wow <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard you talk to me in that voice before in my life all right, Megan, please Ew. say your heck You need no. to stop. <laughs> My heck no is Moe's farts. He's, ah! he's the worst. He's like a little fart machine. And they always make noise. And we always know exactly where it's coming from. And they smell so bad. I can vouch. Like they smell so bad. Toddler, a little toddler boy who's just like farting his way through life. And you're just like, what is wrong with you? Callie okay, does not scale, do that. <laughs> scale one to ten, how much do you re- regret the dog? Oh, that's really mean. <laughs> he can't understand English. 
What do you mean? No, Doc, what do you mean he can't understand you don't know English? This. I know, but my husband might. <laughs> okay, Avery probably feels the exact same way, just none of you guys are admitting it to each other. No, probably not, because he gets escapes from Mo. Like he gets to go to work and leave Mo, and then he comes home and it's all cute and like, oh, I miss you. And then I'm just with him all the time. No, I don't. Okay, hold up a number and I'll take the number. It, well, that doesn't do anything different. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that one, line. one is what and 10 is what? Um, 10 is like we regret him and we wish we could give him to someone right now. Oh, and God. one is like he's the best decision that we've ever made. Okay, so he's definitely not a one. Um, <laughs> but I would say like a five. Some days it's a six or a seven for me. But it's a five. We wanted one for a while and we like it all worked out. He was cheaper than any golden doodle ever. He was the perfect color, blah, blah, blah. But everything, every reason I had for not wanting to get him right when we did has been proven to me practically daily. Like (laughs) I can't die to self, die to self, die to self. I know. I know. I'm like, you know what? This is good for all those people that said, just wait till we have a baby dogs. Don't even prepare you for a baby. I'm like, what? You haven't met Mo. Like, I'm pretty sure he's doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, no wonder he was cheap. He actually had issues. <laughs> They're like, this I dog literally am wondering up. if they knew that and were like, we just need to get rid of him. And just probably. like, didn't tell us. And that's so mean. <laughs> that's probably what happened. <sighs> we got gypped. <laughs> All right, Mo, not looking good. No, we'll give you one. Uh, on to your heck no. <laughs> okay, so. I live on a busy street. There are tons of shops. People park on both sides of the street. And then every person and their mother has a bike, okay? And people insist on biking on this busy street. When it's a grid pattern, there you could get to the same place you want to go without biking parallel on this street next to four lanes of cars, two parked, two going, okay? There's a massive sidewalk. So this man is uh, almost got hit by this car on his bike didn't get hit the car didn't do anything wrong the biker just didn't know how to signal also why are you biking on this street this is not a biking street at two o'clock in the afternoon on a work day okay right right. and so this biker starts screaming at this car and the dude's like what are you even talking about like anyways this guy was making such a big fit and i just you know, if, yeah. if someone told him, like, dude, you're okay. You didn't get hurt. Move on yeah. with your life. You're yeah. good. You're good, man. It, everything would have been over. But this guy called the cops. Like, he what? literally no one touched him. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Avery's and, always had, like, issues with bikers. Like, they think they own the road. And it's like, well, <laughs> no. No, I'm not even talking about, like, bikers. I'm talking about bicyclers. No, that's, like, bicyclists. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, they think they the highway – well, okay, not the highway, but the streets are theirs. Right. I'm mm-hmm. just confused because I didn't see a sign that said for cars and bicycles. Yep. Also, like, note the fact that he was not touched. So – Right. Kind of It's like the same thing when, like, a kid learning how to walk falls or, like, has a hit, you know? And if the parent freaks out, then the kid's going to start crying. But if the parent's like, dude, you're okay. Yes. The kid's like, oh, you're okay. And oh then they gosh. just continue on. But there's so many moms and dads that are like, specifically moms that I've seen, they're like, oh, my God, my baby. And I'm like, dude, like, 
I, I literally read something this morning that said, instead of saying, you're okay, you're fine, get up, when your kid falls, you need to instead say, you were running and you fell and it looks like you got hurt and it looks like that hurts. I was like, what? This is literally why we have snowflakes all over Wait, the country. <laughs> what kind of BS parenting advice is that? Uh, I don't freaking know, but I remember reading it and going, I don't think that's accurate. There are times when you should process emotions. Yes, like a hard breakup and you want to come cry and talk to me about it and stuff. Totally fine, baby girl. Like we can do that. But you fell and scraped your knee on the park. You're fine. Get up. We are not right. going to sit here and mope and moan over a little scratch. Otherwise, right. you will never be able to adapt. You will never be resilient. You will never be able to overcome any sort of issue. And no kids will ever want to play with you. That too. That is probably very true. <laughs> like that's the kid where like that always cries, always runs to mommy, like uh-huh. can't sh- can't share. Yep. And expects to be coddled. Like no one wants to play with that kid. Nope. No one wants to have that kid over either. Crap, no. <laughs> or invited to their birthday party. Yep. Oh man, that's a real to the heart, man. You I just got never uninvited to, to the birthday party. <laughs> When you know, <laughs> I've never to raise a child like that. <laughs> oh, heck no. I told Avery about it and he was like, absolutely not. And I was like, good, glad we're on the same page. <laughs> We've got parenting figured out now, obviously. <laughs> All wrapped up into one little dis- actually, yeah, I want to know this parenting advice because I don't know, that makes no sense to me, but we're moving on. It ticks well, me off. <laughs> because then I can think of certain people that are like, I know. And certain people are like, you were definitely raised like that. And that's why you feel like the world should cater to you. Yes, literally. Well, speaking of, I'm sure, yes. I'm sure we know many girlfriends, maybe. Or maybe we're longer girlfriends. Right. (laughs) Wow, we're we're savage. Savage. You You don't really want to be around that all the time. Right. A little draining. Okay. We got a ton of questions before, like, all the time. We get at asking for advice about this on our personal pages, yeah. on our at what in the deck heck, what, at the what? What in the duck heck? <laughs> what the dang heck? What the dang heck Instagram page. So, Megan, do you kind of want to, we already introed this, but yeah, do we just want to jump right in? I think we should share a little bit of our experience in the past with girl friendships and like what that looked like maybe in high school and then what that looks like for us now, because they were definitely different for me at least. Yeah, same. If you want to go ahead. Okay. So in high school, so I was raised homeschooled. So most of the time my friends were just like teammates on soccer teams and whatnot. And that was fine. But when I got to high school um, and I went to public school, I became good friends with a couple girls. Luckily, I picked out sane ones and not super dramatic extra ones because that would have been rough. Um, but, <laughs> but I was always I always felt more free to be myself around a lot of the guys, like other like the soccer team, um, other athletes, whatever. I just felt like I could be goofy. I didn't have to think twice about what I was saying or stepping on eggshells or anything like that. Um, And then in college, that same thing kind of continued. Most of my friends were my teammates. And then some of my some of the times when I had the best times (laughs) were with other guy athletes. And it was, it's just, I don't know, girls are hard to get. Um, And I was always, you kind of fall into this trap too, of like, 
I need lots of friends. I need to have lots of friends. I want to have lots of friends. And then you get to the age where I am now at 22, where you're like, no, I have two, three, maybe five solid girlfriends. And that is good for me. That is it. That's all I need. If I meet some more along the way, great. But I know there's like two I can call up constantly that are just always going to be there, you know? Yeah. And it's hard. Like you have a family and like you're in a, you're in a new season of life and it's, it's, and you don't live by a lot of people too. So it's not like your group of girlfriends is hanging out on the weekend and you have FOMO and stuff. Right. Exactly. And I think it's hard too, especially when you're like the first friend in your friend group, um, no matter where your friends are that gets pregnant or that just gets married and gets pregnant, (laughs) it can be hard for them to understand like, our friendship's going to look a little different now. I got a little different priorities now. Um, so navigating that's like something in and of itself that we can talk about down the line for sure. But what about you? I feel like you were, you yeah. were similar, weren't you? Yeah, super similar. So I was a gymnast for 13, I think 13 years. Um, competitive gymnast. I worked out like what felt like 25 hours. I think it was like at a point Probably. 25, 30 hours a week. Um, so it was almost like a full-time job. So I was with girls like all the time and a lot, especially through middle school, like a lot of the friends I hung out with were gymnastics related. Right. Um, And they would be like very, uh, they would be like intentional hangouts because no one lived close to each other. So it'd be like, okay, we're hanging out this weekend, like, because we want to, like, we already see each other every day, but you're not really hanging out while you're working out, you know, you're like competing against each other, like who's going to do it better. Um, so I think because there was a lot of healthy competition that the friendships just look different because yeah. it was a lot more complex and it wasn't as convenient as friend, uh, as school friends. Yes. That's so, a good point. Some of my soccer friends were some of my better girlfriends because it was just, yeah. this was easier. <laughs> you already had something in common. Yeah. Like major in common, like one of the biggest things of your life. Big goal that you both goal had. and passion yeah so it was like goal and passion were the same yeah that's true that's um, huge <laughs> I'm finding that yeah. out the older I get to people with the yeah. same goals and passions as you are the people or the women that you'll probably click with the most I would say that over um over like long term things like let's say you've been friends forever right I think passions and and end goals actually trump how long you've been friends. Oh, I I could, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Because you just have more to talk about. And I think you can bounce off of each other because you're, you're going the same place and you're, I don't know, you have the same priorities in life and dreams and stuff. And you constantly are inspiring each other or encouraging each other. Or maybe it goes back to that whole thing of like, there's a healthy competition where you're constantly like, how do I be better? How do I get better? And then that person that has the same goals and passions as you is also asking those same questions and you're both bouncing off of each other all the time. Give each other tips, build on top of each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so like throughout high school, I had a lot, I was involved in like everything. So I be, I ended up quitting gymnastics. I became a cheerleader. And so I had the cheer team girls but it like even the cheer team, I would say was clicky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my a lot my main friends actually weren't in cheerleading. 
I was always one that had really good girlfriends that like weren't really friends with each other. Yes. If that makes sense. Individual like girlfriends that you try yeah. to bring together. <laughs> I was never a group girlfriend kind of gal. Yeah. And if it was too. a group, it was a group of guys and girls. It was never like there's yeah. eight of us girls and we all have to sit at the lunch table together and we all need yeah. to like go to, you know, because when there's eight or even I think like five plus yeah. or yeah, five plus, I think all someone's going to feel left out. It's going to get, there's going to be, it's going to get gossipy. It's going to get nasty when you're in high school and college. Yes. I think I don't, yeah. I can't speak no, to college. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I never had that like click kind of thing. Now I did have one of my dearest girlfriends. Her name is Dana. We actually went to Hawaii together. Um, I just love her immensely. And like, she's one of the girls that's like, she's going to be my friend forever. Did we have like, you know, we might've had some classes together, but she played tennis. I was on the cheer team. Like she didn't really talk to any of the, I didn't, I didn't really know any of the tennis girls. She didn't really talk to any of the cheerleaders, like stuff like that. So we were able to, I think it wasn't convenient for us to be friends. Right. She she moved like, you know, the summer after senior year and like you have to make a big effort to yeah. continue that friendship and because of that, exactly. I think it grows stronger. And You're hitting the nail on the head. That's literally, I mean, if you look at Cece and I's relationship in general, it's not convenient <laughs> for us to be friends at all. I no. leave California, she lands in California. I get to New Mexico, she flies to DC. We're on our way back to California. She doesn't live in California anymore. <laughs> like, literally the epitome of our friendship. And same with other girls, like one of my best friends in high school. I moved away senior year. We made sure every six months we were flying to one or the other person. We were making it work. And it's, yeah, when it's not convenient, that's when action has to happen for it to last and love is action. So that's, yeah. yeah. It truly is like giving that phone call, like it it makes all the difference. So yeah, throughout high school, actually a lot of my friends from high school, the ones that I, um, I always hung out with like groups of guys, like very similar to you. As much as Megan and I are girly girls and love pink <laughs> and love to dress up, like it is, I mean, look at Megan's baby shower. It was all yeah. plus Megan and I. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It was like a total bro cookout. They went off for yeah. you guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like so us because I don't know. And I never thought of myself like getting along with guys better than girls because I never thought that I didn't get along with girls. Right. That never was a thing. Right. But I just felt like more able to say what we're, we're Megan and I are very like, say what's on our mind. Oops, yeah. where'd that filter go? Um, uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> and I think guys react to that a lot better. Yeah. Um, because I also think we have strong convictions and strong beliefs and a lot of the times girls don't want to hear that or they don't want yeah they don't want to be held to that or talk about it right and they feel like they feel like if you have an opinion yeah and they don't agree Mm -hmm. they feel personally attacked yeah when it's so subjective yeah like it's not even you know yeah it could be like oh I don't think you should take or like Oh, what are your thoughts on birth control? I'd be like, it's not needed. They take they're the, they're taking birth control, and they're like, you hate me. I'm like, what? You just asked me what my thoughts were. I'm telling you, <laughs> like, so 
so sensitive. And yes. I'm not saying, you know, there is a stereotype, like girls are sensitive, but stereotypes come from a lot from like, Some I feel truth. like 70, is 75% truth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with being sensitive either. Cece and I could be sensitive. No. 100%. Hello. Uh, my entire pregnancy, I was extremely sensitive. <laughs> um, but it, for Cece and I's daily personalities, it just, it's easier around guys. Like, right. We're a lot more upfront. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. It just worked out. And then obviously, like, I think there are definitely groups of girlfriends that it's nice to see once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, once you have that time with them, you're like, okay, I'm glad I did it, but I'm not going to pursue like seeing them the following weekend just because right. I feel like what, like, did I feel like I grew from that conversation? Right. Or was I waiting? Beneficial. Right. Or was I waiting for it to be over? Right. Right. Exactly. And that's the other thing too, that's always been really hard for me with girl friendships is feeling like I owe them something. Like I owe them my time. I owe them my energy. Um, I owe them a phone call cause I haven't talked to them forever. And I just, I'm feeling guilty about it now because I don't want them to think that I hate them or whatnot. And it's like, no, it's okay to protect your peace and to protect your energy and to know that not every single relationship is going to be mutually beneficial. It's not going to fill you up as much as you maybe fill them up. And Mm -hmm. that's okay, but you are not tied down to commit that consistent energy towards something that does not return anything to you. (laughs) Right. You almost feel like you are, and a lot of the time this is what happens, is you feel like so tired after hanging out with someone Mm -hmm. because maybe they are... um, complaining but at the same time asking for advice yes and you give advice and maybe they're not intentionally seeking it out but the way they formulated their complaint is like okay time for me to give advice kind of thing yeah and I feel like Megan you're the same way like I always I don't know I always have an opinion on everything Uh so (laughs) and my girlfriends know that yeah exactly And, and so I'll say it and they're like they'll just keep talking and it's like, well, I don't know what to do about this. So you you give an answer, and then they come back a week later with the, with same, the same question. Problem. <laughs> and, and I think I just maybe this is why maybe this is why guys are easier for us too, because in these instances we're like, okay, so this is where you fell. This is how you should help build yourself back up and fix it and not fall down that again. And then they fall down that again. And it's like, well, we tried to help you fix it which is what guys naturally like to do. They want to fix the problem because it's like, obviously you keep getting hurt. So why do you keep doing that? (laughs) And then they keep coming back. Yep. Oh yeah. (laughs) And so it's frustrating. It's frustrating for personality types like us because we, I think can see a bigger picture and sometimes like I, I get tunnel vision and, but then I go to the right girlfriend to be like, dude, where am I not seeing? Where am I not seeing what's wrong? Yeah. But then when you do it to other girlfriends, it's just so frustrating because I don't know, like, I don't know how to describe it. It just feels like they don't take you seriously and yeah. that you're growing out of this relationship because you feel like you can give them sound advice, but you would never ask them for advice in return. Right. Well, it's not even like, they're not, it's not even that they're just not taking it seriously, but it almost makes you feel like, are you even listening? Like, do you even want to get better or do you just like this cycle and you like the attention you get when you come to me complaining every time that's what I feel like it is sometimes yeah and that's extremely frustrating because it's like this isn't filling me up at all 
All I'm hearing is you getting hurt over and over again, or all I'm hearing is you complaining because your life just sucks over and over again. When in reality, you're the one in control of it, and I'm trying to help you out. And I'm trying to let you see that, and you're just not. So right. And the reality is, is that most of the time, these conversations are about boys. Yep. Mm. Like a hundred, like probably ninety mm-hmm. percent of the time, it's a girl saying that she's not being treated right, and you tell yep. her that she deserves better, and she's like so intoxicated. Talk about toxic. Yep. Like, is yeah. a toxic boyfriend girlfriend relationship? You see it, they don't, and it makes your friendship yep. toxic because yep. they are offended that you think their relationship's toxic. And a good yep. girlfriend <laughs> would point that out point that to out. your girlfriend. Yep. Yes. Because you yep. don't want to see one of someone you care about get hurt or get used. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so many things about that. <laughs> Boys are literally the well, and it's it's so sucky too because a lot of the times when it is those it's so sucky. Issues. Sorry. <laughs> it's so sucky. You're the worst. I just had to point that. You just said that out. <laughs> um, it's that they, a lot of times your friendship will literally start to like disintegrate because of mm-hmm. that boy in that, in her relationship with him and her constantly coming back around to you and you literally being like, okay, not only am I taking time to be here for you because you clearly need some, feel like you need someone to talk to, vent to, whatever, but you're also not giving me time to just hang out with you like normal, like, like regular girlfriends. Cause every time we hang out, it's a freaking complaint about this boy or it's a tragedy. It's a mess. It is every single time. And it just drains you. And then you're like, well, this isn't even fun anymore. This isn't even worth it anymore. I'm playing freaking therapist, but not getting paid. And you're not listening and you're not growing. And you're not asking about me. That too, which is not selfish. (laughs) Because a good friend genuinely cares beyond their little freaking toxic love affair. Whatever that is. And there are times where you can just solely call a girlfriend and be like, hey, I'm sorry, I have like 10 minutes, but I just need to talk about this, ask for some advice and like Mm -hmm. do it in such a nice way and be like, hey, let's chat later. I want to know how you're doing. Like, that's totally fine. You're acknowledging that this is not about them right now and you just need someone to listen to you. That's okay. That's okay. But I feel like you need to preface it with like, hey, I just need like five minutes to complain Mm -hmm. and you to listen to me Mm -hmm. and then tell me that I'm fine. And then I'll call you later. <laughs> yeah. And we can catch up on life and it'll be great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but I think though it does get better with age. Maybe. Yeah. I, Cause I definitely think I've always heard middle school is the worst. Luckily I was homeschooled, but then high school even can be dramatic. I lucked out. I had pretty solid high school girlfriends. Um, but I just know like, your priorities and your idea of what life is supposed to look like looks a lot different when you're in high school yes. <laughs> and when you're tw- in your 20s. <laughs> mm-hmm. In high school, it's like, oh my gosh, is he walking me from my locker to my room, my yep. next class? Oh my gosh, he walked Stacy instead of me? I'm going to kill Stacy. <laughs> Even though you and Stacy grew up together and we're best friends. Like, I know. Like, literally, like, yep. Yeah. And I think it gets easier too to realize that your time and your peace and your energy is a lot more important than trying to manage and maintain 
all of these different friendships and you realize, you know what, like I can cut this off. I can say, Mm -hmm. no, I'm sorry. Like you get better at saying no. Yeah, Yeah. that too. You're always, you always say that really well. I always say it. Yeah. And it's okay. Like it doesn't mean that you ended in a bad way. It just means that they're not, you're not serving them in the way that they need and vice versa. Like you're not Mm -hmm. getting from them in the way that you need, like everything that you need. Right. And it doesn't mean like you just need to distance yourself. And that's maybe, you know, not calling them all the time. Like, I don't know how to distance. It comes very naturally. And yeah, I was going to say, I think it comes naturally. Yeah, I think you just stop reaching out for a little bit and you mm-hmm. give them space. Like, like I had a, one of my, another dear girlfriend and I was just in such a big transition with like moving to LA and then moving to DC. And I just like, we used to call once a week and I just like very much lost track of that and was like, she would call and then I would forget to call her back. Yep. And like, I felt so bad because she, she was going through something as well. And like, she deserved to have right. me. And there was definitely guilt there. Like I am being a bad friend. Like this is not what I, she does not deserve this. Like she deserves dependence, like to right. me to be a dependable friend. And, um, I felt really bad about that, but we are definitely like back in contact and thriving, which is beautiful, but it didn't mean we were on bad terms. It was just like, right. Okay. We're going to give each other a break. Like we didn't even need to say that, but it was like, right. we're both going through something. Like we just need some time. We can't give each other the commitment we both deserve right now for this friendship. So right. like when things settle down, we'll get back into the groove of things. Right. Right. And a mature girlfriend will understand that and know that and actually desire that because then she's like, okay, cool. We're all, we're both going to do our things. That's going to be fine. We'll get back in contact the minute, like we can both catch a break and they're going to want your full best self. And that's the way that you're going to give it to them. And so they're going to be like, okay, I totally get it. Thank you for that or whatever. Yeah. Right. Some people will depend all during your road trip and being frazzled and stressed and like giving her half your attention. And when things are changing so fast, it's hard to update everyone in your life. Yep. It really is. And I think sometimes you just have to, instead of trying to tell everyone about it, you stick to like one girlfriend and you're like, okay, you're going to be the girlfriend that like you helped me through this season in life. And I can't like, I can't have like all these different conversations going on, at least for me. Yeah. I can't. Right. I, I it's work nine to <laughs> Yeah. Like I don't, I can't, I just yes. can't. Well, and that's the other thing uh, too. You and I have said this before, but in high school, we were both very good at like texting people back, getting back to you people, like sending cute yes. texts to friends just because we felt like it and we had extra yes. time and we were like, whatever. Yeah. We were FaceTiming people all the time. And now we were, we're like, we get a notification on our phone and we, we want to put our phone in another room. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to read? I think it's also rooted. It's rooted from like seeing a hundred new DMs. And oh, you're like, absolutely. I want to give, the, I want to give the respect of the same amount of time that they took to craft that. I right. want to give them back. Right. And you're like, I don't have that right now. I know. I'm like, I don't know where to find this time. <laughs> I think as far as like texting friends, that needs to become a priority over yeah. DMs. Yep. But it never ends up being that. And I that is something I'm being more aware of is be like, okay, these people are like these people in are my life right now. Intentional people in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like asking a question or like they're trying to start a conversation or like asking Checking about in. me. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, they want to know about me. And like, I haven't responded in two days. What the heck? Like, I'm terrible. But you definitely have to give yourself grace with that because you're trying. You're doing your hardest. (laughs) You're doing the most. You are. No, it's true. It's tough. But it is hard. And honestly, you need, we need women friendships. Like as much as they can be hard or trying or tough to even find. Oh, good question. You got to plug your, or you, yeah, you need to plug your page. How do we meet new girls? Oh, having Catholic girlfriends is yes. essential. If you are yep. Catholic, you if you're not Catholic, you still need Catholic girlfriends. Okay? <laughs> like there is not, if, if I, if my girlfriend is a devout Catholic, I've never had an issue. Yep. Like if she truly has Jesus in her heart at all times mm-hmm. and is always like, I don't know if, if I can see Jesus within her and see the yep. Jesus's joy within her. I have never had an issue I've never with even any had friendship. like an ounce of guilt towards not getting back to them right away. You know what right. I mean? Like there's just, it's just, it's like, there's just peace. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, whatever cool. they, and it's not taking advantage of their kindness. No, it's like, no, they're understanding. All. You already know that they understand and are patient and are <laughs> charitable and like all these things that you're just like, right. okay, it'll be fine. <laughs> and also, you know, where their morals and stances are. Like mm-hmm. I've said this before. I'm like, if someone believes that um, abortion is okay, then me getting uh, advice from them on like things going on in my life, like moral advice, like I don't, that kind of like crosses it out for me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, do I want now advice on my relationship or like chastity and stuff Uh like that? Like, no, because (laughs) they're sleep. Like, and I'm not saying abortion has to do with sleeping around, but like, Maybe a girlfriend's sleeping around and then you're trying to get relationship, like sound relationship advice. You're not going to go to her. Right. Like you want friends that are going to be well-rounded, again, circling back, have the same goals, passions, like yep. like she want, wants to be in heaven with you. Yep. Yeah. Literally. And desires that and like desires for your soul to be there. And I don't know. I just, I have a hard time really being close with girlfriends that don't aren't aren't catholic anymore or at least christian well and the more convicted we become in our faith and the more serious we become about all of the different avenues and things about our faith the more we realize like it's really difficult to continue to have intentional deep growth conversations with girlfriends who aren't also catholic Mm -hmm. now one of my best girlfriends is not catholic not christian she never grew up with a faith and I will go to her with any advice yeah. because she's just so mature and one of those people right. that get it. Right. I'm not saying there aren't exclusions, oh, absolutely. but you need Catholic girlfriends on top of in your corner. <laughs> right. You do. So I created this page called find that Catholic gal. It's at find that Catholic gal on Instagram mm-hmm. and you can find your state. I think I have a few providences of Canada as well. <laughs> and you can, you can comment where you're from and be able to meet up with girls in your area because yeah. it's so important. Now I'm obviously in Virginia. I'm going to set up a huge meetup um, this fall, hopefully at a winery, praise God. Um, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so I know. So So it's just so important. So I created that page for girls to connect pretty much. You just like DM each other and Mm -hmm. 
It's like a directory for Catholic girls in your area. Basically. It, she basically took the Catholic Instagram social media world, condensed it and brought it all into one page. So now you know that every interaction you're having with girls on that page is with other Catholic girls. She just made right. your life a lot easier and you need to go to that page. <laughs> yeah, so you need to connect make plans. through social media. You, you just mm-hmm. have to reach out to people. You have to find those people. You have to figure out who you connect with. And it's just like a first date. Go out, get coffee. If you don't totally click with them, whatever. Yeah. But you went and you tried. But chances are you're going to have a good chance. Chances are you're going to click with them because they're Catholic. Right. Because <laughs> they're Catholic. You are like the most important thing in your life is already in common. Exactly. Like you're not, it's the same thing with going on a date with a guy. Like if they're Catholic, you're going to be able to talk about something. They yeah. might not be your cup of tea. They might not, you know, yeah. have the same outlook in life. They might but work as far as support, but they're still right. Catholic. <laughs> they might wear cargo shorts and crafts. <laughs> but you'll still have a good convo, hopefully, because they're Catholic. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, I love how you were saying quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get so stuck up in numbers and thinking more friends means you're just doing things right or you're Or you compare yourself. Or, yeah, that too. You see that you on social media, like 10 girls are getting together for mimosas on Sunday. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even have 10 friends. Like, how am I? But yep. you're like, no, this is quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. And, it's the, the best. And, and once you realize it too, you, there's a lot more peace because I went from college where it was like, I was on a team of 30 girls and what I consider, like what I turned to all of them for advice. No, but we were all quote unquote friends. So it was like, nice to know that like, I have, I have like a whole team of Mm -hmm. girlfriends and then you get out of college and you get far from college and things happen in life and your seasons change and you end up married and none of your friends are married and then you end up pregnant and none of your friends are pregnant and then you're Mm -hmm. like wait who's still here and it's the quality friends it's the quality women who are still there and not just here for the cute pics with your baby right oh my gosh yes <laughs> yes. Like they're here because they love you. Because they love you and, and they, they want to fill you up and they want to see you be successful and yeah. Yeah. Totally well, agree. We had a lover of the week who we need to be friends with. <laughs> Except she's I'm pretty sure she's in England. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> she lives in London, so we just need to go visit her. But she sent us the sweetest and honestly one of the coolest messages because cc and i share our faith on here all the time we share our opinions on our instagrams all the time we're very bold we don't hold back and sometimes that can scare people off but amy claire said dear cecilia and megan i was not expecting to love your podcast so much but i can't stop listening we live completely different lives i'm english i live in i live in london I think of myself as quite liberal. I'm not a Catholic, but I do work in an amazing Catholic school. And I think in doing some research on the faith so I could help my students, I came across your Instagrams and similar profiles. Your podcast is just so interesting to me. I binged the first few and now I'm a regular listener. I love your friendship and your musings on faith and relationships. It somehow all feels so relevant to me. Heart. I love that. That's what we want. We just want to make make Catholicism in in at the end of the day, like evangelizations in our heart. But we want to make Catholicism feel relatable, like that you don't have to be this, yeah, relevant. Like you don't have to be this uptight, like, you know, no ankle showing woman. You can, like. (laughs) Yep. And you don't have to, you can be friends with others. You can have conversations with others who are liberal, who aren't Catholic, who are whatever. Yep. Right. 
Or yeah, you can be exactly who you're made to be and still be Catholic because they are one in the same. Yep. You so. said that so well. <laughs> and now on oh, that, that beautiful note, we're going to move on to our hater of the week. <laughs> okay, our haters are to the handful of people that gave us one star on Apple Podcasts because they're, pro- <laughs> they're probably haters from our Instagram that are like, oh, they start a podcast. Let me go give them one star. Let me go troll them. <laughs> the worst. So, you know. But it happens. But if we're being honest, every time we come to the lover and the hater of the week section, we're always like, okay, lover is this person. And then we're like, hater of the week, huh? So we've we been might have to really discontinue. Well. We might have to we discontinue this. <laughs> right. As soon as we do, <laughs> I'll like put my story replies back on and you'll get back to posting regularly on Instagram. And then we'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, we got to bring it back. We got to bring it back. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> All right, so we might, you know, discontinue lo- or hater, but we always keep in lover because there's yeah. so many of them. There's so For many every people. one hater, there's probably like 200 lovers. Honestly, so true. that is amazing. Those are some good stats. Those, Those are some solid stats. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. Okay. So we also got a comment on one of our Instagram pictures by Kristen Hawkins saying that she deleted Snapchat. <gasps> The only reason I still have it is for the memories, but they don't even pop up every day anymore. So I'm probably about to delete it too, but I hate Snapchat. Dude, everyone needs to jump on this bandwagon. Hashtag delete Snap. Um, <laughs> what should be? Dang snap or delete Snapchat. Delete dang. Delete the dang snap. Oh, yeah, there we go. Delete the dang snap. <laughs> Hashtag delete the dang snap. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So let us know if you delete it. You can get a shout out. <laughs> we need proof of deletion. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, okay, okay. We got a voicemail from Abigail. This is very relatable because I feel like I've been in this situation before. Very nostalgic while listening. So Abigail, let's hear it. Hi, CC and Megan. This is Abigail and I'm from Portland, Oregon. My heck no is when somebody asks you to babysit and you're like, yeah, because you're a good person and you like to do things for people. And then like the next day, something comes up, like a social event comes up. But so now you can't go to the social event, right? Well, it gets worse. So then more people ask you to do things. Like, so now you have four people you're letting down because you're babysitting and you also can't go to this big social event. This was before COVID, by the way. But then the next techno is when you find out a day later that at this big social event was your ex who things ended very, very badly with about a year ago. So those are the two technos. Um, but the heck yes is in the end, realizing that even through the heck knows, our good old God has it. And there was a very obvious reason why so many things came up and I wasn't supposed to go to that social event. So, yes, thank you for listening. I hope you laughed. <laughs> Bye. Okay, talk about divine providence, though. <laughs> that is the definition of it. Totally. <laughs> First of all, I always, when I was like, babysitting I would always choose babysitting over hanging out with friends because money money. over yeah (laughs) okay so clearly we have our priorities in wrong places (laughs) (laughs) you and I both said because money (laughs) 
were terrible. <laughs> okay, oh when God. you're in high school or like college Honestly. and you need to make some money and like, yeah. yep, you know, FOMO is like, That is true. <laughs> you got to say yes to those because they're so worth it. But um, I feel, yeah, like I said, I feel like I've been in that situation and it's always kind of like a heck, like major heck yes. You're like, so glad I didn't go. Or when it was like, you would go to something and like the cops ended up being called to something or something went yeah. wrong at the party and you're like, so glad I didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's also always so inconvenient. I feel like I've been in the boat where I'm like, yeah, I can totally babysit. And you're like feeling good about it because you're like, okay, cool. I said yes to them. I'm helping them out, but I'm also getting paid. This is great. And then literally the next day, everyone decides they want to do like, I don't know, a road trip to the strawberry field together. And you're like, what Ugh. the crap? You couldn't have done that, you know, the day before. So, because you can't, like, we need a plan. Yeah. Right, right. So, that definitely does suck. That actually, that was like a big part of my college weekend life. Like, because I've been working every, like, I've been working full time since I was 18. Mm -hmm. And so, my friends would come home from college in the summer and not have a job and, like, be off school when I would be doing online school and have a job and they're like let's go to the lake this weekend or stuff like that and I'm like I'm sorry I have to actually do 20 hours of homework and 40 hours of work but I wish I could and they're like I don't don't know I know that do I have to schedule two months out I'm like actually yes actually yes I would prefer that let me pull up my calendar right now and we can do that (laughs) that's that's me like so me I schedule I feel like me Uh uh-huh yeah I do that even girlfriends like coming to visit or like even getting coffee around here I'm not uh I want to be a right now basis kind of girl like oh what are you doing right now let's do this but I'm just not I can't Mm -mm. I mean then you throw a kid into the mix absolutely not no 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 (laughs) I officially need two months notice thank you <laughs> spontaneity for the college days you're like gonna plan her outfit for two months you're like okay this is what she will wear this is what I'll wear maybe when I say she I'm gonna do that um when we start traveling I'll put all her little outfits in for the days and then oh my gosh I'm so extra okay on to the and next you have to put it, no, no no and then you have to put it in a plastic baggie and mm-hmm. label it like Monday Tuesday and then put it in yeah. your suitcase so it's like just separated from your clothes I thrive right. for that I live for no, that stuff. that makes sense to me and then especially if they get dirty like you already have a plastic bag for it to go back into where it's not gonna yep. get messed with yep mm-hmm. yep so there we're already on top of it <laughs> yep <laughs> you can type a Cece has clearly done some good babysitting in her past she's prepared already (laughs) always say yes to babysitting okay yes it's true (sighs) Abigail we love that also heck no to the ex stealing your friends yeah do that ish (laughs) (laughs) all right okay Christine's next and this will be interesting hi guys so my name is Christine I'm from Maryland Um, And I was just listening to episode six of the podcast where Cecilia shared her heck no moment of dogs pooping in airports. And it reminded me of this moment that I have blocked out of my memory, but I have to share it. So heck no to this one time. So I'm a college student and um, I'm in the marching band. So one time we were having rehearsal and it was a long rehearsal. So they gave us a break in the middle and like, a bunch of us are hanging out in the band room, and there's people, people hanging out outside in the hallway, right outside the band room. 
and suddenly I hear this commotion in the hallway. So I'm like, I'm going to go investigate. And I go outside, and there's this huge circle of other band members standing around, like, screaming. People are recording. And in the middle of the lobby floor, there's a piece of poop. <laughs> and everybody is like, where did it come from? Like, it didn't – first of all, we're in the middle of, like, a performing arts center on campus. So there's, like, no dogs around or anything. And it didn't even really look like dog poop. Like, it looked like human poop. And everybody is just freaking out. And we stood there for, like, 10 or 15 minutes trying to figure out, like, where it came from and what to do with it. And finally, our drum major went and got a gigantic plastic bag and picked it up, and everybody clapped for him. And I have a video of this. Like, I have proof that this occurred. I just don't, to this day, like, we never figured out where it came from. (laughs) Everyone just kind of, like, blocked it out of their memory. But I just I was reminded of this by that podcast episode, so I hope you enjoy that. <laughs> Thank you. Kristen, disgusting. <laughs> okay, I love how you're like. So I had to go investigate because that's so me. I like. I need to see what's going on. This is for I the like pe- this she- is for the people. But I like that she said, and everybody clapped for him. Like <laughs> that man deserves an applause. If we're being honest. <laughs> Like, did it fall out of someone? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> I but have... you, you've had an experience similar to this in LA, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This wasn't in LA. This was like two weeks what? ago in the what? DC Metro. So oh my. the Metro is like pretty empty right now because no one's, I don't know, like COVID. So I'm going up the second round of escalators and I see this homeless man in the corner just pull up his pants. And I was like, oh my gosh, he did not. So then when I was coming off work, going back home, going down the escalator, I see the poop in the corner and I'm like, oh, he, fr- I literally just saw poop. Like I saw poop. And for the past two weeks, I've seen this poop every single day in the corner. Ew. It's like uh, down now, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> So we need to take. We need a drum major or whoever. Was it was. Say, drum major, <laughs> bring in the plastic bag. <laughs> I would also like to say that my experience with quote unquote band kids, they are the nicest people. Yes, they yes. like in high school they were always very nice. They had a great community. It never seemed like there was drama in their like right. musical section of the yeah. the school. Yep, yeah, no, I totally like, go agree. You guys. Go, you guys. So, <laughs> so Christine, go I really, I need to know. I'm sorry we're talking about, like, human feces, but we've been there. <laughs> apparently, it's not as uncommon as we thought. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, um, so our next are these two girls named Claire and Caroline, and it was just, the world is small, so we're going to listen to them. Hey! <laughs> This is Claire and Caroline. Um, we're both 18, and we're, we're in, we live in Virginia. We were area. So we were watching. We've both been following you guys for a really long time, and we work at this uh, political action committee internship in Arlington right now. And we were looking at Cecilia's story, and 19 hours ago it said that she lived in our building, and she could see our view. We can, so. tell, we can tell by the view. <laughs> So anyway, we just want to tell you guys that, and we DM'd her, but we don't know if she'll see it, but we're just very excited about it, so have a good, great day. Thank you. Okay, so I'll explain. So 
I went to a different office on Wednesday because it was like prettier and cuter. So I went there to work with my teammates and um, I put like a picture of the cityscape because it's like a pretty, really pretty view. You can see all of DC because the Washington Monument, like nothing can be taller than it. So you can actually get a really good view from Virginia since there can be taller buildings looking down, if that makes sense, because nothing's tall. So I put a video of it and Claire and Caroline saw the next day that I was in their building because they must have the same, the same view. So they're like, oh my gosh, Cecilia was in her building. So I actually ended up seeing their DMs and now we're going to get smoothies and masks with Claire, Caroline and their friend, Louisa. I was like, okay, let's get- me. I was like <laughs> you guys are here. For Y'all have fun. <laughs> That's so funny though. I know but I was like wow that's That's so really funny (laughs) that's so funny I know so I was like heck yes let's meet up might as well I was just in your building I don't know if I'll ever be in it again (laughs) so let's do it okay and then um this girl called I'll call her Anon because she forgot to say her name but she was saying that the fire alarm went off in her house and then she was like asking her sister, were you baking anything? And like, right. were you cooking anything? They both said no. And then her sister remembered that she was boiling her menstrual cup. <laughs> and apparently, have you ever heard like of diva one cups? of these? It's like a yeah. diva cup. Yeah. I've obviously never used one, but I have a girlfriend that does and she yeah. swears by it. But apparently to clean it out, you have to like oh boil God. it. And it was boiling for over three <laughs> hours. And it like started to melt, have holes in it, the fire alarm went off. It's like, clean. <laughs> Just kidding. Apparently not. Apparently it's destroyed and ruined and the fire alarm's went off. So win some, you lose some. <laughs> like imagine. so funny. Like, what are you boiling? Oh, just this cup that's in vagina. <laughs> that's so classic, though. It's like, like imagine what the, like, if the fire station had to come. They're like, what happened? Was it a curly Popcorn? Was like, it the oven? And you're like, it's nope. my diva cup. <laughs> oh, that's so, so great. Funny. So, so, yeah, that's, that's the story. <laughs> but anyways guys thank you for tuning in um you need to call our hotline 312-775-2615 that's where you can reach us you can even send in a story advice you're asking about but heck yes and heck no make it short make it sweet tell us your name and location and that's all we need from you (laughs) but we love you um also please rate and review like i said when we have more ratings and reviews, we'll be able to get sponsors. So be able to right. get paid for doing this, which, which would, would be, be nice. such an amazing goal to get yeah. there. Yeah, so amazing. And then also it lets other people know that you're enjoying this. So they should take a yes. chance on listening if they don't follow us on Instagram or anything. So that would be amazing. Rate and review. It really shows up with Apple Podcasts, but even um, just listening in on Spotify, sharing it or um, Google Play, we also have that. So anything is much appreciated. Yeah. We read all of the reviews. We'll start shouting out some. Um, but yeah. just thank you, you guys for listening. No, sorry, Megan. No, last you guys are just the best. We love you guys. We love you. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye.
Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.